The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. I'm back. Jeff's here. We got live NBA games on. We got a whole lot of baseball to talk about. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by Rival Fantasy. I am Scott Jensen, joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. Uh, Jeff, I missed you last week. Uh, thanks to Vlad Sedler for filling in uh, very well for me. I appreciate that. How is, uh, how's everything on your end there? Oh, we're good. We're good. Keeping busy. Uh, I see we're right in the middle of baseball swing. We both have our football sweatshirts on right now. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, it was just, it's just warm enough still i mean cold enough still to still wear a yep. sweatshirt so we're not we're not gonna be able to wear sweatshirts very long so i'm uh, i'm i'm leaning in as far as i can yeah for sure uh but no good it good weekend lots of sports uh Matt, maddie fitzpatrick's my, my season-long golf team so that was fun nice. that was uh, a that was a that was a heck of a tournament that uh that shot he had on the, on the third playoff hole was oh my god ridiculous that was nasty yeah that was I awesome thought, i thought spieth had made both putts in the first two playoff holes to win but uh yeah that was uh, that was nice for you right there yeah it sure was uh so that was good uh nba playoffs have been bonkers uh baseball yeah. uh but this is a baseball podcast so let's focus on uh, the yeah. things that hurt me the most uh alec manoa is not very good right now and it really hurts to say that but uh and i don't know i i, I was we, we spent some time texting each other about him and you don't have them at least. So this is all theoretical for you, but for me, I have to decide. I, I, do we, do you bench him this week or not? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the important part about that is he's got one start and it's against Houston. Right. And it, Oh no, it's at, it's at, it's at New York, right? It's at New York. No, I thought, I thought it was the other way. I thought it was Houston. They play I, Houston the first half of the week. Oh, they, they do New the York first half. Game. I'm yeah. sorry. I told, I told you incorrectly then. Well, at, at so, New York at, is, at New York Yankee is Stadium. not really a, yeah, not really a much of against much of a better Derek Cole, no less too, by the way. Right, so. Um, so, so, so the wind's out, out, out the window, but, um, yeah, you asked me, I mean, it's so hard because in, in the, the obvious dumb answer is, well, it depends who you start instead of them. But in a 15 teamer, which is what you're asking me about. Um, I think I kind of told you, I, I wish I had enough options to bench him, but I would find it hard to believe that I have enough options to feel pretty good benching him. Um, I think I'm probably throwing him out there. You mentioned to me that the velocity was up early in the game today. Um, I mean, but he had, a, he had a really good start against Kansas city, but the walks are what's concerning me right now. Yeah. Uh, and here, here's the thing too. When he dials up the velocity the control, the command goes, you know, I think it's, great. I think it's 13 walks the last three starts, which is, which is rough right there. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is, it's really rough. 
Uh, 16 to 15 K to walk so far this season. I think that's K percentage and walk percentage, not K to walks, but close. I mean, it's percentages. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not great, Bob. Not great. Uh, it's, it's not. And the walks are weird. I mean, it was a six and a half percent walk guy last year. And make, maybe you might be right. You might be just ramping it up and struggling and getting guys on base and trying to, trying to ramp it up. And then he throws, you know, throws balls up there. But uh, yeah, the walks are weird. We did not expect that. You don't expect huge strikeout rates from Manoa, but you expect good control. You expect, uh, you know, he, he, he was really good avoiding hard contact. It's been horrible about that so far. He was a 13% barrel rate coming into today's game. And that's uh that's a problem. You're not going to strike guys out. You got to avoid the hard contact. Did it back to back years. Um, so you worry a little bit, uh, but maybe that regresses back. I just, uh, it's been really rough so far from Manoa though. It has. And it's just kind of a theme of this season that there are certain pitchers that we're relying on that. I mean, you can't cut them. Nope. You, can, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't even think about it. You shouldn't, you know, you probably shouldn't even think about Benjamin to be honest. If he's your SB two, I mean, you'll kind of have to ride and die with him. Maybe, especially this early. I, I think it's, you know, it's four starts. The bad, you know, the Detroit start wasn't good. He, the Kansas City start was okay. He got some lucky on some hard contact, even in that one there. Um, so I, you know, I, but it, it, it's one of those where, you know, a 15 team mixer or an AL only. I mean, I know one guy in one of his leagues was like putting him up for auction. Like, I'm going to trade him today. Best offer gets him. And <laughs> that's fine. And just a reminder not everybody plays in FBC. So there are trades. Um, Another uh, on Twitter, I, I, I kind of texted about, I tweeted about uh, Manoa and someone said they had an offer of Bednar for Manoa. I, I would, I would seriously consider that. Yeah. I'd, uh, I mean, obviously that, that's a team context setup because obviously a closer, if you had, you have two or three, it doesn't work. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, that's a pretty fair offer. I think that that's, that's a good one. It's one you got to think about too. Usually you, you throw up, throw out trade offers, you get some really bad ones, but that's a pretty solid one right there. Yeah. Uh, some of the Minnesota pitchers have been mentioned. I think uh, that my guy that said he is putting him up for auction, uh, he's uh, a radio host in Vancouver, uh, Barb Marjanovic. Uh, he actually did Tout Wars one year. Um, he said he got an offer of Tyler Mallon and was thinking about doing that. So, I mean, that's – you're I'd kind hold, of baking I'd, in the loss there, but – I'd hold off on that one for now. Yeah. Uh, Lomer Boy says, trust Pete co- p- plays uh, Jay's pitching coach, Pete Walker. Uh, he corrected Robbie Ray, and I think he'll do the same with Alec Manoa. So, uh, Manoa's mechanics are off, but that's fixable. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, at least he had velocity at times today, but that fifth inning yeah. out of gas, too. That was concerning. Yeah, it, it's, I think it's, you know, I think it might be an April freakout. I mean, back in olden times, CC Sabath <laughs> used to have terrible April, yeah. Aprils and Mays, and then would fit. Back, back in olden times, Luis Castillo used to have terrible Aprils when it wasn't 85 degrees. And holy moly, is that different this year? He looks awesome so far. Yeah, I know. I, I don't does have that, a whole does, lot of Castillo. Does that, you, 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 that doesn't hurt to as a Reds fan, though, right? You're like like Castillo and hope he does well. It's not. Like, I I do. I he, didn't, do. he didn't leave on like you know bad terms or anything. And the Reds got a lot for him. Um, well, you know, at least in theory, in terms of prospects. So, yeah, it, he he didn't want to leave necessarily. Uh, but it, in, in fact, they traded him, you know, well before he was up too. It wasn't like he was a free agent this off season. You know, Castillo was, but they, so they, they were on good terms with Luis Castillo. So yeah, I I root for him, but I wish I would have, I could root for him on my team a little bit more because I I got shut out, you know, know, and I know some smart people like you were pushing him up a little bit. I do. I do have him in one of my main events and that's, uh, that's gone very well. My favorite stat, just to make you uh, know that I'm feeling some pain too. There was a stat today from Codify Baseball, the top 
eight uh, OPS leaders in uh, in 2023. Uh, three of them were on the A's as of 18 months ago. Ouch. How Ouch. rough is that? And none of them were free agents, by the way. They traded them all. Matt Ellison, Matt Chapman, and Sean Murphy, all with OPSs over 1,000. It is uh, – it's lovely being an Ace fan, but you know what? You know what's nice is Jeff. I've, I'm in my office, and there's no possums in here, so I'm feeling pretty good about my about my day. So uh, nice Ace comment there. Nice, uh, well played there. Um, but at least you know they're they're doing all the due diligence to try to make sure it's a viable uh, situation there, and they're really yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, even Major League, they were a little bit more subtle. At least Major League had some interesting players on the team. Like I'm going out there to watch Serrano and Willie Mays Hayes. There's nobody I want to watch on the team right now. No. It's frustrating. My, so Detroit's the second worst run differential in baseball at minus 37. The A's are minus 63. Friday night had a lot to do with that. Oh, wait, someone just got walked. Uh, <laughs> 17 walks in a game, Jeff. Like I, if you're at that game, you like, you got to just leave, right? You can't watch that. Unbelievable. I mean, they, had, they had someone come in through a third of an inning and walk five guys and hit a dude too. It's it's a tough look. It's a real tough look. Almost as tough as watching Luis Sessa pitch the first inning today and then come out for more. I can't believe he came out for the second (laughs) inning in that game. I looked up. I'm like, oh, I'm sure Sessa was out for two thirds inning. And then he gave up what? He gave up like 12 himself, right? Something like that. I I stopped paying attention (laughs) after the first inning. Um, You know, the the funny thing is the difference. I, I do think that there are some interesting reds. Uh, yes, I will watch Hunter Green. I'll definitely watch Nick Lodolo, and I'm watching Graham Ashcraft. Yeah, uh, Graham Ashcraft looked good yesterday again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet or post from our friend, uh, good human uh, Rob Geese, saying he's at uh, Comerica. Have they called the game yet? That was insane. They took five oh. hours and 37 minutes to call Unbelievable. that game. Like, what are you doing? I, and Susan Slusser, who used to be the beat writer for the A's, now the Giants, she was reporting, she's like, oh, Joey Bart's walking out from the bullpen now, so America's start. And I was like, three hours in and never had it just that's insane for the giants i get there i i the probably i'm sure the giants obviously don't go there again so they're probably trying right. to figure that out but like, clearly they don't because interleague and all that yeah, yeah but but i the way it works out detroit goes to san francisco now right can't they just throw that i mean no they don't oh, this year not until oh they year. only do one i thought they did home and home unless it's except for the protected rivalries uh, so a's and giants will do a home and away of two and two but yeah um th- this is it so i get it like, I've got a, on. I've got a massive spoiler alert for you. That game is never going to matter. So I'm, I'm good if they just play 161. That has happened before. Yeah, the Giants are not good either. No, no, they're not. They're, 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 they're tough. They're yeah. tough to watch. I, some guys on the Giants, I've tried to cut this week. Uh, I tried to cut uh, Wilmer Flores in a league because he's not getting anywhere near the playing time that he did. It's tough because he's hitting well too. Yeah. By the way, uh, it's Rob Geis, like rice. Did I say geese? Damn it! I knew it was Geis too. I just, I, think... I just panicked in the moment. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually better. If John Posen wants to call him geese the rest of the way, then I'm, I'm good uh, contributing to that. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is a that that is an added upside there. Last, um, uh, last A stat for you, and I promise I'm talking about the A's anymore. Uh, Detroit also has the the second worst ERA in baseball at five eight seven. Do you know how much higher the A's is, Jeff? Six eight seven. Uh, keep going. Seven. Uh, keep going. Eight. Seven point nine seven. Oh my goodness! Team ERA through eight or through fifteen games. They're giving up literally a run an inning for the first two and a half weeks of the season. It's so I don't remember bad. so many of those. I, I mean, I, there's a lot of the. They had like some low. Like today was a low scoring get day. Um, yeah, when when you give up, they gave up seventeen once. I, they gave up. I'm sure they. I can't remember what they gave up. They. 
They gave up 12 to the Orioles. They gave up 11 in back-to-back games to the Rays, which didn't help. They gave up 12 to the Guardians, 13 to the Angels. It's just that's absurd. They're yeah, the on opening night. They could show they couldn't yeah. like they could no one could score against Kyle Muller for the Angels. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of swing and misses that night, including by Anthony Rendon. So it was uh, it was rough, but terrible. Um, anyway, but uh, yeah, it's been fun. I want to ask you, what any surprises you have so far? I mean, it looks like uh, probably the biggest surprise as far as the Phillies have been really bad. They're six and six and ten. They did win today. They they beat your Reds today, but minus sixteen run differential, even with the big win today. Um, the scary thing about this is so early, but they're already six games behind the Braves, who are really really good. It's uh. It's not a division you want to get too far behind because the Braves and the Mets are going to be pretty darn good. I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I'm going to get when we have Bernie Pleskoff uh, on the XM show tomorrow, he he wanted to talk Phillies pitching. So that should be interesting. All right. Aaron Nola was just OK today. I mean, again, was, yeah, that's four starts. He's got a six ERA. Yeah. And he didn't get K's, if I recall correctly, uh, in that start. Um a weird, a weird game too, though, right? Because when you're pitching up thirteen nothing, you're probably just right. trying to get through five or six and getting out of there. You don't want to, you don't want to pull a Carlos Zambrano like Kodai Senga did against the A's and go four and two thirds with a twelve to three lead, which was a, a really, really painful one. But um, yeah, it's uh, Philly's pitch is interesting. They, I guess Bryce Harper is going to be back here at some point, but they're just uh, not clicking yet. It's a division, like I say, you just don't want to get too far behind because it's going to get uh, you get rough pretty quick if you get too far behind two really good teams. And the Braves are Braves are awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, th- that's absolutely right. And Braves are rolling right now. Yeah. Uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez is awful somehow. Just uh, so that's a good question. Do you drop Sir Anthony Dominguez in a 15 I've seen him team? dropped in some league. I saw another mains. He was dropped. What did you do with him? I had three bids on other relievers to drop him and I did not get any of them. So I have one more week with Sir Anthony. Maybe that'll be uh, fortuitous and he'll start to get rolling. But uh, I did attempt to drop him today. Okay. It was not a, I want him off my team and I'm going to have, you know, 10 conditionals, but there were three or four relievers that, um, that I think I, I preferred over Dominguez. It's just, he's not getting the role and he's not pitching. Well, it's a bad combo right now. They got the, they got a bunch of guys, Kimbrels there. Uh, you know, Jose Alvarado has been easily the best pitcher in that bullpen. I just, he's not, uh, he's not anywhere near the, near the top of the food chain right now. No. Yeah. And Alvarado is great. I, but he hasn't have any saves yet, by the way. Uh, So as much as we want to, you know, manifest that and will that into existence, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, You're asking about surprises. So my my team surprise is the Houston Astros. After tonight's loss, they're seven and nine. They just lost a home stand, uh, lost a home series against the Rangers. Um, So in division, Rangers are nine and six. I mean, it's all it's all log jammed. And then there's the A's hanging out there. But um, I take enough shots at them, Jeff. I don't need any more. I know. I was just saying that they're there. I, I, I didn't do the proverbial eating paste or anything like that that I do with other teams. So, hey, it's not like they're, they're in Rockies territory yet. They're just evil, not stupid. Um, Before you go on that, by the way, I looked. The Phillies only have one save as a team. Right. Um, and that was, was Kimbrell. It was right? Kimbrell. The other, they had a close win against the Yankees where they um, – they gave a run in the ninth, so it was a non-save situation. Then they had the game against the Reds, where they scored three off uh, Alexis Diaz. So they've only had they only have one save off. Yeah, um, or one save converted, I should say. You know how many saves Ryan Presley has? Uh, do he still have zero? Zero point zero point zero wow. point zero. Yeah, because um, they got and they had their couple of save offs when he was out for a few days. Yeah, right? yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. And always. You know, and and then like Presley got gave up that three run homer to Jihuan Bay, uh, but that was in a t- yeah. four four game anyhow. Um, yeah, Presley is a concern. Velocity's down a little bit, uh, but 
it's not just that. I mean, if it were, you know, the bullpen was terrible today, by the way. Astros are plus seven in run differential, but they've scored 77 runs in 16 games. That's I'm underwhelmed by that. Yeah. Uh, it's less than five a game. And, you know, it's not like they've been like, you know, playing a murderer's row schedule either. They're just kind of, uh, Right yeah, now. they are kind of they are kind of eh right now. It's uh, interesting. You look at the you look up a couple of divisions. The AL East, all five hundred or above. It's looking like uh, it's gonna be a pretty uh, pretty tough going there. It's uh, interesting so far. I think you're right. The Astros, the Astros and Phillies are probably the two that uh, right. the first two and a half weeks that we're a little surprised by. And Astros, I mean, they're obviously they're missing Altuve. I mean, right. I, it's hard to get around that. Um, they're also, I mean, they're they're missing a functional uh, Bregman. I mean, Bregman really hasn't yep. done. Kind of what it's not really done what we had we had hoped for at this point in time. Uh yeah, Jeremy Pena had three stolen bases today, but they he was awful in a leadoff capacity. They've moved him uh down in the middle of the order and he's he's doing better, but and he had a long hill to climb. 222, 290, 397 going into today. Uh, but those four bags, he's up to four bags. But Bregman entered the day hitting 203. Abreu. Some, I was gonna say at some point, do you worry about no home runs the last two months of the season last year and no home runs to start the season this year on Abreu? Yes, okay. I do worry, except I'm not gonna worry, kind of say, because I just didn't get him. Um okay. but yeah, if I, I you know, just for his general well-being, of course I'm a little <laughs> I, I yeah. I mean I forget I did it because I did the math last year because I had him in the main event where I was up there and lo- I went and looked at it. I think it was one after like August 10th or something like that. Yeah. That's a lot of at bats without uh, without showing a lot of pop. I think it'll come, you know, he's gonna hit some ball in the Crawford boxes and all that, but uh gotta be a little bit worried if you're them. He's striking out a lot too. He's at 27% right now. He didn't yeah. strike out today, so that went down a little bit, but probably 26%. Uh hard hit rates way down. He has uh he's a two percent barrel gate rate guy right now. I think he must have one or he has one barrel all year. Um, he's done nothing. So two extra, two, nothing. two doubles. That's it. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Three, uh, three, tough. three runs scored on that team is hard to do. Yeah. I mean, the, in the middle of the lineup, no yeah. less. Yeah. Kyle Tucker behind you. Like you think you'd have more than three runs scored just by like, you know, getting a fielder's choice and him driving you in. It's just, uh, it's been, uh, I mean, it's, it's still, again, all these guys are talking about it's still so early, but uh, yeah, I'm a little worried about a break so far. Pro tip. Don't put Kyle Tucker behind, put him in front. Yeah. Get him more plate appearances, at least, for crying out loud. You know, yeah, but th- this worked. is something we've been complaining about for Eric, for years. And when you had Altuve, Brantley, Alvarez, whoever else was there, and then Tucker, like, I got it. But right now, um, on this team, you got to get him as many at-bats as you can. It's him, it's him and Jordan that are the, the guys raking. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I did have some bids on, on Dubon, who's actually hitting pretty well, hitting 356 going today, hit leadoff today. Uh and he's shortstop eligible too, which is nice. Uh, yeah, which... the the short second and outfield on him is nice. I just no home runs, no steals. Like I think it's a if he's your middle. I think you're all right there. You're gonna a bit a little bit. He's, a, yeah, he's a isn't former he, former big prospect though. Isn't he capable of running, Dubon? He is. He ran a lot in the minors. He's never run at all in the majors. He's never had more than three stolen bases in the majors. It's so strange because he had. You look back in the minors when he was yeah. a, a pretty big prospect, Boston and Milwaukee. Then he's big with the Giants. Were fired up about him. He had 30, 38 in the minors in 2017, and he just never has run in the majors. I don't know if he hasn't – he's just not a good base dealer or what it comes down to, but you look at those years of the Giants. I mean, he had he had two in 2020, two in 2021, two last year. It's been very weird how he just he, – he's capable. He just doesn't do it. Yeah, I think he's got decent sprint speed too. Not like elite, but yeah. Uh, 
it's now, it, you know, now would be a very good time to kind of explore that ability. He was, uh, uh, he was he's 74th percentile sprint seed so far this year. If you look at that. And then uh, he was 74th last year too. So yeah, he's plenty fast enough to steal. Did it on the minors. I don't, I don't know what's happened in the majors. It's just very strange. He's never done it. Yeah, that's right. Um, so let's take a look before we talk fully into fab and it was a pretty busy fab weekend. Let's take a look at uh, at week four coming up here. We have a lot of games, Jeff. Uh, we have your favorite game of the entire season tomorrow morning. The uh, yes. the Boston the Boston. By the Marathon time you game. listen to this podcast, yeah. this, that game will have started. In fact, it already started. They decided to start it early. Started tonight. <laughs> the game starts at eight ten in the morning for us, Jeff. It's actually it's funny. I always joke about it, and then it's always earlier than I actually joke about. It. I'm like, oh, that game stupid game starts at eight forty five. Starts at eight ten tomorrow morning. 8-10. So it's uh, uh, obviously if you uh, if you play in a league, it's uh, nineteen ninety six. You play in a league that locks in the first game. Make sure you have your lineup. And I don't I don't do any leagues do that anymore. Do you play ESPN leagues, leagues often do that, and I have a Yahoo league that does that too. I mean, locks it, in the first game, season wow. to taste. You know, yeah. um, know your league rules. I think that's For what sure. it comes down to. Yeah, that, so that if you have that, make sure that you check your entire roster. Obviously, play in a majority of leagues. You can move guys around after that. Make sure that the uh, Angels and Red Sox, uh, that should be fun. Otani's pitching against uh, Brian Bayo, um, making his first start for the Red Sox. Are you, uh, do you have any Brian Bayo? Or are you, if, if yeah. so, are you starting him uh, Starting him this week? Yes, and yes. Uh, I held on to him in uh, the main, uh, drafted and held. Um, so I uh, will be using him two starts this week. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't love the matchup against the Angels, but they did shut down the Angels today. That was uh, Garrett Whitlock that that locked it down. Uh, uh, well, well done, Jeff. Well done. Thanks. That was that was a low hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, and then at Milwaukee, eh, Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee won one to nothing today, but they also like pounded San Diego in a couple of those games. So, uh, or maybe at least one. But I, I do like Bayo. I like he was throwing like ninety seven. I want to say on his rehab assignment. So. I am encouraged by that. There's going to be some growing pains though, without a doubt, but eh, I, you know, I I like him as a pitcher. I like him as a pitcher too. I mean, who knows these first couple starts I'd throw it too with two starts. Um, He's a strikeout guy. You got to figure out worst case. At least he gets uh, you know, he probably gives some runs, but at least he gets you to punch outs over two starts. I think that's uh, it's definitely worth, uh, worth doing. Yeah. Um, Just uncle Ted asks who's, who is uh, Bayo, Brian Bayo. Um, uh, starting pitcher for the Red Sox. He got called up last year, big time prospect. Spent the offseason working with Pedro Martinez. Uh, yep. we're, we're we're excited about him. I was sure you were going to go with a Brian Bayos in charge comment there. You just didn't take it. I'm a little disappointed in you. Uh, you know, I, I gotta kind of keep you on your toes first yeah. of all, and you think of like, yeah, Brian Bayo watch. You know, you could go that route there, uh, especially could. because Scott Bayo was known for being Scott Bayo watch. So there you go. Uh, we do have seven team or se- seven uh, seven get a lot of seven game teams this week. We have twelve teams with seven games. Ten of those are in the AL. The a- the AL or ten of those are in the NL. Sorry, the AL ones are Boston, LA, who play tomorrow, and then we got the Cubs, the Reds, the Pirates, the Mets, and the Phillies. Then all five NL West teams play uh, play seven games this week too. Um, for people who are looking at schedules, uh, there are two teams that play five games next week. The Nats play five and the Orioles play five. Uh, weird that the two teams uh, close in proximity play uh, play five games a week. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're playing there, you play some half weeks like the NFBC, uh, you're going to have some guys who have two games weeks to, to start the first half of the week there. Yep. Um, and they play at, each other, too, uh, Nats. I mean, Nats and the O's. It, that makes sense. Why? Because they must have a two-game series in there. Yeah, they do. Taking a break from the lawsuit, you know, um, you know fighting over those dwindling TV revenues that they have uh, from Masson. But uh, you, don't, you don't think people are streaming to the, get to the nationals TV games this year. 
No, I don't. And unfortunately, nor to the Orioles. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez today, by the way, stabilized looked, yeah, after a terrible looked, first inning. He looked really good those last few innings. Yeah. So he I'm threw a couple change-ups to, uh, to Eloy that were just like bottom dropping out nasty. It was it was impressive. Yep. Uh, before we talk about good offensive schedules, I want to ask you, somebody in the chat mentioned uh, Shohei Otani, who mm-hmm. starts this week. Um, so in NFBC format, there's a lot of people to play that. You can you start, you can play him either as a pitcher or a hitter. Slam dunk pitcher this week, right? With two starts, you got to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you do, especially given how disastrous our starting pitching has been in many cases. Uh, you know, if you're the, the unicorn that has a, a team full of great starters, of uh, Luis Castillo's there, then great. Congratulations. Go go use him as a hitter. But most people don't. Yeah, I think it's uh, there's a lot of weeks where it's very close. I tend to lean lean hitter, but uh, Shohei does not get a lot of two start weeks because of the six man rotation, obviously. So uh, we you, you got to use it while you can. Um, it's an eight in the morning start. There's always there's been some historic blow ups in these eight in this, these early games on pitchers, but uh, I think you got to throw Shohei. I think you got to got to do it there. I'm going to use him as a pitcher this week for the second starts against Kansas City too. Got to uh, got to like that. People are spoiling your puns in the chat, Jeff. You must be so upset. Um, <laughs> Um, good offensive schedule this week. It, it, usually we talk about teams like, you know, like the Dodgers have a great schedule this week, but you know, really you're not, there's not that many guys to pick up on the Dodgers, maybe some fringy guys, but they're three at the Mets and then four or three home against the Mets and four at Chicago. But the pirates have a great schedule this week. And that's a, uh, that's a spot where you can actually pick some guys up. They're three at, they have three at Coors Field and then four at home against your Reds. Um, I hate to be mean to your Reds, but uh, going against Rockies and Reds pitches all week, that's a pretty nice setup. They do get uh, they do get Green and Lodolo, though, at the end of the week. So it makes it a little Yeah, that's tough. not that's yeah. that's not great. And they uh, get Ash. Reds, they by get the Ash- way, two and one against the Pirates. So I just want to say, in your face. Oh, but. That's that's a great bragging point. You have a winning record against the Pirates. Uh, they do get Ashcraft, too, but they get Luis Sess in there. So that's that's 15 or 16 runs right there. But um, yeah, true. so but Colorado and Cincy, good, good schedule there. The Angels have a nice schedule. Um, at Boston, three at New York against three, and then three against Kansas City, and they they do miss uh, they miss Garrett Cole. He faces Toronto this week, so that's uh, really nice there. They get uh, they get Clark Schmidt and uh, and Johnny Brito, who was who was rough last time out. So the Angels have a good setup too. Um, were there any uh, offensive teams you're really uh, you were looking at this week? Uh, first of all, I just want to mention the Pirates are nine and seven so far. They're actually playing pretty decent ball. I don't think it lasts. Um, I, I know really going on that limb, Jeff. They but, have a, they have a few fun players too. They're not, uh, they're they not, did. they're not super boring right now, which is kind of all I ask for bad teams. Exactly. And you know, given the Cardinals, I think they split the four game series with the Cardinals. The pirates did uh, Cardinals have some issues, pitching issues in particular. Uh, they have a hard time getting games to Helsley. Uh, you know, Jordan Hicks has been terrible, just yep. awful. Uh, again, awful again in the extra inning game on Saturday. Uh, and the, the, like the usage report is like these guys, their top guys keep on getting like heavy usage and it's, it's going to take its toll. I think at some point in time, uh, I think it's going to be, uh, really a, a, a question of like whether or not, you know, they can get some of the, the starters to go deeper into games. And that's why someone was asking in the, in the chat about, uh, Adam Lieber like, should you rush to go pick him up having a good, good time down in uh, AAA right now. Uh, I was listening to uh, James uh, talk with uh, talk about him on uh, down the farm Friday on Sirius XM. Uh, Matthew Libator, yes. Yeah, did I say Adam? Who's Adam Libator? I don't know. Uh, I, I think I, I'm mixing. Like, I feel like I should know who that is, though. Um, he's also a pitcher. He is a retired pitcher. Okay, so I wasn't completely. No, I. I, I that's pretty good that's knowledge so too, because I, I had to look it up. Yeah. Um. 
so yeah, uh, yeah. It, so looking at uh, Matthew Libertor, yeah, at three starts at AAA, twenty-four strikeouts in seventeen innings, uh, one hundred six ERA, one point oh oh WHIP. Is that something I could interest you in? I, I'd be all interested in that for sure. Yeah, just check your league rules. Uh, you may not be able to uh, pick them up in many leagues, but if you can, Matthew Libertor could be. A, a, a rare positive difference maker. And if you can get him before he gets called up, you don't have to pay the Taj Bradley premium. Since, uh, since you're dropping good knowledge there, I'm going to go another one with you there. I think if you can do the same thing with Tanner Beebe in Cleveland, agreed. Uh, he's been pitching really well. Uh, he's got a, he hasn't given up a run yet in two starts. Uh, strikeout rates, 36 and a half percent, 0.73 whip so far. Um, he's someone that's coming quick for the guardians. And with, uh, with Zach, please in the rotation. I think there's going to be, uh, there's going to be spots to, to, to fill in that rotation. I think that the, and you got, you mentioned uh, earlier, we were talking about Peyton battlefield, um, Hunter Gaddis is, uh, you know, I'm not totally sold there. I think if BB keeps pitching well, there's going to be many spots for him to, him to, uh, to, to make his state his claim there. Agreed. Uh, and they've got a, another, uh, the, the guardians have another pitcher in their, their organization too. Uh, that's getting, I mean, they have loads of guys. I mean, Espino still hurt, but so it's not him, obviously. Uh, I'll, I'll, Gavin Williams is the other name to watch for in the Cleveland organization. Uh, is Taj getting called back up? Isaac Moore asks. Yes. Uh, we think he is. Not yeah, official. They, they have not put Jeffrey Springs, Springs officially on the IL yet, so Taj can come back. He doesn't have to wait the 10 days because uh, he got sent down. But I think it's just they're just waiting. It's either going to be – they mentioned Jalen Pe- Beeks is going to start tomorrow, but it's an opener. I'm assuming Taj get called up. He's going to be the, the bulk guy tomorrow, or he'll pitch on Tuesday. Is kind of right. And I, I honestly think it's just a – stretch it one more day to have the extra reliever in there in there uh for the series against toronto and maybe even for monday and then you know wait until the last second to do that so they're playing one pitcher short but it allows them to bring bradley up a little quicker but it's the race they could screw us and not and bring somebody else up or just not do it there but yeah uh good good wreck on uh, t- uh, uh bb one other uncle ted brings up and i was going to actually mention him is force whitley back from wow, the dead a little bit as he's, a still, he's still a thing that was uh he was the hot guy a couple years ago yeah, he, he was. Um, he blew out his arm in part yep. because he was trying to throw too hard. I was at the Fall Stars game in the Arizona Fall League when it was he and uh, Pearson for uh, Toronto were facing each other. And Pearson like hit like 103, and I was like, oh, that's a hot gun. Uh, we were sitting all in the front row talking about that, and the batter on deck turns around and goes, no, that's legit. Um, and then wow. he went three times on it. But um, <laughs> it was funny. But then Whitley came out. And tried to match that. And that's not his game. Like he was normally like pitching two or three miles an hour slower than that. Tried to amp up. Just wanted to keep pace, which is not good. Uh, but it uh, seems like he's a little bit more mature now. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but off to a good start in AAA. Yeah, uh, he is. But I mean, the problem I have with Whitley is he was bad last year too. So I think I need to see more than one start. He was in the RA over seven last year. Granted, limited innings. But uh, I just don't know how much they can get how much how many innings he's even going to throw i mean he's thrown what 40 innings since 2019 like there's uh there's a lot of just missed time in there i just don't know how much he's going to help um but maybe i mean it's the astros you know they can they, they they perform a lot of magic yeah they do um uncle ted in the chat is, is really talking a lot about shelby miller i'm not buying it on shelby miller yet he just he came in down one nothing the other day um in the in the ninth inning, the dodgers got a win for him because they scored late but uh I still think uh, I still think I'm at Evan Phillips and Gratter all over over Miller for for usage there. Yeah, I mean Phillips had a bad outing on Wednesday, I think it was. Uh, or yeah, and then he bounced back the next day and struck out the side. 
and they've, they've said Roberts has said in the past that he wants to kind of save Phillips for high leverage situations. Seven K zero walks for Phillips right now. Phillips, I don't think Phillips is, I, I, I don't think he's out. I just no, I, and Shelby, Shelby came out. He's throwing 93. So it's not like he, you know, gassing out of the bullpen right now. He's actually throwing lower than he does a starter. So uh, I'm not, I'm not in much on that one, but let's jump into, uh, let's jump into fab. We've talked a lot about all this stuff, but let's get into uh, some of the uh, intense fab bidding, bidding this week. But first a note from our sponsor at rival fantasy, a new MLB season means it's time for a new kind of daily fantasy baseball rival fan rival fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly leagues are played. And they brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy Games include Fantasy Bingo, Head-to-Head Player Challenges, and Fantasy Book, where users can select over-unders for two to five players. With games like this, Daily Fantasy has never been better. Right now, Roto-Wire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash signup and use the code ROTOWIREMLB at signup and deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on Rival Protected up to $50. Now's the time to step up the plate and become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. So, Jeff, let's just jump right in. Uh, Taj Bradley was the was the the big uh, the big spend up for a lot of people in uh, in in Fab this week. Whether it be NFBC, whether it be other leagues, whether it be you know first come first serve leagues. We play in the Yahoo League. Uh, he was picked up thirty seconds after uh, Jeffrey Springs. Uh, you know, felt uh, felt whatever he felt in his arm. Um, Bradley was uh, he went for a lot of money in my leagues. I did not get him. He went for like three over three hundred and one uh, one main event, uh, three eighty three in another. Were you uh, were you heavy in on him? Did he go for a huge amount? Like how close were you to getting Bradley in your leagues? And how do you feel about him moving forward? Obviously on a really good team and a really good prospect. So I got him in Ale Towers where I had Springs, uh, okay. and I got him for well, roughly losing, about- losing Springs now. Ale only oh, is tough. It Ooh. sucks so yeah. bad, dude. Uh, not as bad as my labor team where I've lost Seeger, Cruz, Verlander, Springs. Uh, it, just, it just hits keep on coming. I guess uh, at least that's mixed, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's so that's a 15 team mixer. But in my main events, I, you know, I, you know, so I got them roughly about 22% of my budget in AL only. Um, we'll see. Hopefully that works out. Uh, in my main events, I think he went for over, uh, Taj Bradley went for over 200 in all three. No, he went for 128 in a third of them. Oh uh, wow, so, that's uh, that's a low bet. I would have gotten him in. Uh, I would have gotten him in that league. So my bids were not uh, super high, but I was in the one thirty to one sixty range in my leagues. I was a little lower. I was like seventy five to eighty. I think. Okay. On, so on you're my... more. You're more in the keep them honest. I was more in the maybe I'll slide one through kind of range. Correct, and yeah. the reason for that is just it's the raise that they. I mean, they sent him down after his first start. They sent down Bradley after his first start. They didn't know. Obviously, this was before Springs got hurt. So their plan was, we'll just fake the second start instead. Now yeah. they, and they then lost them. Zach Eflin will be back, and we've got our right. five guys back again. And don't forget, Tyler Glass now comes back yeah. at some point too, and he's already making progress. So a little slower than behind, you know, a little behind where he made with the original estimate. But nonetheless, guess what? That that it, that adds up to six. You know, and it, it does. But right now, it kind of adds up to two. Yeah. You've got McClanahan and Rasmussen, and like Glass. Now I get it, but like I don't think we're counting on him. You can't count on that. And Springs is—we're talking multiple months for Springs. So I, I yeah. think the opportunity is there if Bradley pitches well. Um, Agreed. I don't think it's going to be a pitch well gets sent down. I mean, if he struggles, sure. But I think if he pitches well, he stays in, and I don't think it's going to be too concerning with him staying in with with the length that it is on Springs. Correct, and I, I, I agree. But at the same time, that was enough to kind of temper my bids just yeah. a little bit. 
uh, I mean, rookie pitchers, it's, it's yep. tough to go to the wall for them. Uh, especially because we know that the race schedule, it was, it was very nice to begin the season. Not then they had anything to do with it, but they took care of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they go to Toronto, they lose two out of three. Uh, they, they get Cincinnati. Okay. It got easier again. Never mind. Uh, but <laughs> you know, it, it's just, they, they got a lot of games against good opponents coming up in the future. So, they got the home against the white Sox. Okay. That doesn't really count either. Uh, I don't know what to make out of the white Sox. I think I, I don't know either. Um, but then there's like Houston, there's a Houston series coming up. Uh, it, it's kind of a tricky schedule for them to kind of figure out. But nonetheless, it's just like, okay, he looked good. And if that curveball, his third pitch is, is sticks, yeah. then okay, then I probably should have been more aggressive. Um, the thing I like with him that's a little bit different from other rookie pitchers for me is that he threw 130 innings last year. So I don't think we're dealing with a guy, you know, he threw 80 innings is going to kind of come out early. I think like, he threw 130 innings last year, so you figure he could go to 150 this year. That was a big part for me was that I think there's just a lot of there's a lot of innings there that we don't usually get with rookies. We're always really worried about innings count. I just don't think that's a, that's a problem with with Bradley. I think that's a that's a pretty important factor in this is that he can throw. He threw mm-hmm. a lot of innings last year, and it's, it's not like a not like a workload kind of guy that you really worry about. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. So if you didn't get Taj Bradley, and you didn't, I did not. Who did you get instead? Boy, was it meager after Todd Bradley. Um, Johan Oviedo in Pittsburgh has pitched really well. He was not available, I think, in two of my three leagues. Or, yeah, I don't mean he might not be available in all three of them, but um, we talk about Pittsburgh, obviously, they're playing better than we thought. But I mean, his last two starts uh, 13, uh, 13 and two thirds innings, one earned run, 15 strikeouts. Uh, this is someone that uh, I remember picking up last year for a little bit. I think it was last year. Um, you know, he just you, you see the strikeouts because you know medium strikeouts in the minors, not great, mm-hmm. not 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 horrible, but uh, you know some bad ERAs. But the stuff looked really good on uh, the game. Did he pitch on Saturday, whatever it was. But uh, slider looked good. He he looked really good, and it's just, uh, you know not a bad Oviedo place. We're to talking pitch. about here, yeah, yeah, Johan Oviedo, yeah, um, not a bad place to pitch. So obviously, not a good team to pitch on, but I thought he was mildly interesting as someone that uh, you know still twenty five, but maybe a little bit of upside there. Obviously, knowing the team context is pretty rough. Agreed. Uh, I was in on, on Johan Oviedo uh, a little bit there. Uh, I might have gotten him in one league. I'm trying to – I forget where. Too many leagues, Scott. It's, it's, well, uh, while you're looking there, PJ322 in the chat mentioned he got Braxton Garrett instead of Bradley. I really like Braxton Garrett. He was not available in any league. Yeah, yeah. On, but, uh, that was last week's bidding for yeah. most of us in the main I, uh, I really – I like Braxton Garrett as a pitcher. I think he will be very solid. Oh, I, I like that too. Yeah, I like that. So that – I, I – I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't argue that one very hard at all either. No. Um, I did get Oviedo in one league, but guess what? The problem with Oviedo is he goes to Chorus this week for his start, and it's not the first game. It's not the second game. It's the third game of the series. So batters are all acclim- acclimated again. Uh, I-, I like Oviedo. I think he's interesting. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not throwing a Chorus, by the way. I'm not either. Yeah. I'm not either. And that, that's just the problem. It's like if you're picking somebody up right now, you're looking for typically you're looking for immediate help, but he does have the two step uh, projected. Probably will have the two step the following week. But one of those games, the first of those two games is against the Dodgers. Second of those would be at the Nats. So that's probably a startable week. And I know the Dodgers have struggled in terms of Dodger world being about 500, but they still have the second most runs in the National League. So just because they're eight and eight, um, don't suddenly think that's a good uh, good matchup. Their offense is still really good. Yeah, I guess I. Their, their offense is sporadic, though. 
Yeah, they're only two runs behind the Braves, but they do have they have some they put up some big starts and have some they've had some they almost got shut out two nights in a row, whatever it was, but they've had some weird outings. Um, but you look at them, you look at the Braves have 87 runs and 63 given up. The Dodgers are 85 and 67. Like they're not they're not far, that far off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's an odd they're an odd team this year though. You know, everybody loves James Altman, but you know, he hasn't done much in the last week. Uh, you know, well, Mookie Betts hasn't done much all year, so I'm waiting for that to happen. Yeah, Freddie Freeman struck out four times today. Although, the, I don't know if Betts. you watched that ninth inning today uh, in the Dodger Cup Dodgers Cubs game. Um, it was a very generous strike zone. Uh, I, I I had it. On, I think I had it on the grid channel. I was watching basketball. I had it on just to see what was going right. on. Uh, Mookie did have three hits today, but uh, Mookie's got two home runs, five RBIs, and zero stolen bases, hitting two. 67 after today that helps he was in 230 before today so batting average obviously can move a lot um i'm not uh, i'm not worried about someone like Wookie Betts yet but i'd like to it'd be fun to see him get i am tiny worried um about the stolen bases i think that is a potential ongoing issue he was out stolen by freddie freeman last year sprint speed if you look at that there's tiny degradation degradations every year in that uh, he's at an age where that sometimes can go away. You know, you start, you know, kind of reminds me of like Andrew McCutcheon getting moved out of center field. You know, it, you hit a, a center field cliff at some point. That's fair. I think that, uh, I think 10 to 12 is a, a mark that I don't, I think he's right in there. I don't think he goes much over that though. Yeah. Any other pitchers? Uh, I looked a little bit at, at, at Griffin Canning, who was uh, thrown mm-hmm. pretty hard for the Angels. Uh, Mike Soroka is an interesting one, uh, throwing in the minors right now through four innings his last start. We talked about Brian Bayo. Uh, 100% owned in the main event, but 36% owned in 12s. Um, talk to me about the guy that you got in some leagues, uh, Peyton Battlefield, just because I want to give you the choice, chance to do as many puns as you want. Uh, I unwittingly picked up, maybe, uh, you know, unwitting is the uh, the key phrase, lack of wit. Uh, I picked up Battenfield Earth uh, in all three main event leagues as like my sixth or seventh choice in every single one of them. It's all, it's always fun when you put in seven. You're like, ah, seven, eight. I'll never get down here. And you're like, oh, every league you get the sixth or seventh guy. It's uh, main event bidding is uh, is quite aggressive. Yeah, and there's I, no I, there's no sneaking anybody through. I guess is what I'm no, trying to say. No, there isn't. Yeah. There re- every once in a while you, yeah, I can't believe I got that guy, and then he gets torched. Yeah. Uh, but home start, uh, you know, excuse me, next week is the home start. This week, road start at Detroit. Okay, pretty good. Yeah. I will take that. The following week, home start against the Rockies. Okay, All right. pretty good. <clears throat> Second starts at Boston in Fenway Park, but uh, we're gonna forget. And and Boston rakes in Fenway. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I think that's a uh, hold them for the first start. Hope the game in Boston gets rained out and the two step gets delayed to the next week. Yeah, something like that. Well, we'll just have Detroit uh, figure it out. Oh wait, it's at Detroit. That's totally getting rained out. They'll let <laughs> us know by uh, I think by Pony Express. They're gonna let us know about it, uh, or you know. Pigeon cur- courier pigeons will uh, let us announce the rain out uh, three oh, three weeks from now. But uh, Jeff, I don't so, know. just so you can be offended here, someone just posted that your buddy is available in their league. Uh, should they run or sprint to pick him up? That's Graham Ashcraft, by the way. I buddy. mean, running and sprinting are pretty synonymous with each other. I would I say think jog. Of, I think of running like running a mile, but I think of sprinting like Carl Lewis and Ben Johnson. So here's Graham Ashcraft. I mean, I, you know, he gets at Pittsburgh this week. He gets home against Texas the following week. I mean, he, Graham Ashcraft has looked really good. He looked good on Saturday against the uh, Phillies. Uh, you know, he's not getting a ton of strikeouts, but it is, you know, the strikeout rate is improving over a previous year. Swing and miss is still, it's not amazing. It's, in fact, it's it's below average at 9.6%. But he's get, also inducing 60% ground balls, 
Is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah, I mean, obviously we don't know league size, but any kind of any kind of twelve or higher, I would pick up Ashcraft right away. Yeah, uh, twenty-two. Per- but he has his K percentage has gone from fifteen point three to twenty-two point four. That's good. That is good. Uh, average fastball is ninety-seven miles an hour. He throws really ridiculously hard. Yep. He's imp- he changed his grip on his slider. Had really positive results in spring training, and it's carried over so far through three starts in the bigs. Uh, it was noteworthy. I thought that uh, you know. They he they pushed him back a day uh in the second like for his second start he missed Philly instead was at Atlanta got the two step last week so uh he's he's looking all right um so th- there's three starters now that are interesting on the red so you got that going for us yeah that's sixty uh, percent of games when you get a fun starter is is pretty darn good more than the more than you've had in the Reds for a while which is which is good um what about relievers I, it's weird we're in a you know usually either the third or fourth fab period in April, we're like, oh, there's all these closers, new closers picking up. There's not a lot going on in the closer market. It's a, a lot of teams that are just like, no, you don't want any part of. A lot of teams that have their guy and, you know, no one's available there. But uh, is there anybody you looked at at all? Um, Andrew Chafin was available in one of my leagues. I guess he got dropped last week. Um, <laughs> I was in on that, but uh, I got outbid on him barely. He got he went for 59. I was in the high 40s or low 50s, I believe. I think it was actually the back. I think it was a 51. Um I just the Arizona situation is he looks like the best guy, but it's just really kind of muddled up there. Um, so Jose, Alvar- Jose Alvarado is available some twelves, but go well, ahead. Let's go talk ahead. Arizona first before yeah, we move please. on to others. Uh, I did pick up Chafin a week ago, um, oh, okay. and I think nice. maybe even a week in another league a week before that, I've held on to him. But you know, you're getting one save a week, right? Uh, go forth and, you, and hope, you hope it's not like you know three badass lefties in the in the eighth inning, so that Chafin has a pitch. You just hope right. it works which is out, going but- to happen by the way. Yeah. And Tori Lavallo is pretty committed to that. He's the best guy in that bullpen right now. Yeah, he is. I, we dropped McGuff this week. I dropped McGuff this week too. It hurt. It really I tried, hurt I that. tried to drop him last week and it was kind of one of those things I just didn't get, uh, didn't get the guys I bid on. But uh, this week it was a, you know, I had like 14 names there. I was, it was like, I was dropping him to get somebody this week. Yeah. All right, so you want to move on. There's other relievers, but uh, so you want to talk Jose Alvarado and the Phillies. Yeah, I mean, Jose Alvarado has been awesome. Uh, obviously, fully owned in 15 teamers, but 64% owned in the RotoWire uh, Online Championship 12 team NFBC league. Um, talking about guys that are best in the bullpen, he's clearly the best guy in the bullpen right now. We talked earlier about Sir Anthony Dominguez has not been great. Uh, I don't think Kate Kimball's firing anybody up. Uh, Jose Alvarado's uh, strikeout rate, Jeff, is 69.6% right now. That, that's good, right? That uh, is absurd. Yeah, that's and he, and he, has, he hasn't walked anybody either. He is awesome. Yeah, he also has zero saves. That was the problem, and some of that is just they've had no save chances. Some yeah. of that, all you know, when you've won six games, go figure. The other part is though, it's kind of like last year. Dominguez was probably the best arm in the pen. He wasn't getting save chances every t- necessarily every yeah. time. Uh, Alvarado was good, wasn't getting save chances. You know, and now they they went out and they added Soto and they added uh, Kimbrel. So. Yeah. You know, and Soto is probably not going to be the guy more often than not, but it's still, it's, it, it, I, it, you're going to have and that I like the Soto ad for Alvarado because he's a lefty in the pen. So if you need maybe a lefty in the seventh, you can pitch and then go on. Right. Uh, Alvarado's XFIP is minus 0.92. Yeah, that's good. I'm not, I'm not very good at math, but that sounds like it's probably pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little Cubs. Brad Boxberger got the save today and Michael yep. Fulmer blew it yesterday. 
Yeah, I think that that's a that's an interesting one. Uh, Bog, we kind of thought there was the 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 athletic article in like a week before drafts. So it was like pretty much like those are the two guys, and I feel like it's kind of felt like it's mostly Fulmer now. I didn't think Fulmer was bad yesterday. That ball that Peralta hit was a ground ball. It goes you know you know two feet to the right or a few feet to the left. It's kind of a ground out. If you have a shift, it's a ground out too. But uh, you know, it's uh, I think Boxberger's you know solid is probably the best word for him. You know, you're not going to get. Uh, a ton of strikeouts, but enough. And you know, the walks are always a little bit high with him, which always scares me. Um, I think we're kind of looking at uh, them flip-flopping a, a bunch this year. But I think both are right. probably pretty rosterable in a 15-teamer. And I think they've made a point all along that it's not going to be just one guy. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, you know, Boxberger got it done today with some help from his umpire friend. Um, and Fulmer didn't get it done yesterday when they should have walked uh, Peralta. But that, that made no sense, by the way. They had a first base open. And Austin Barnes is on deck, and 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 uh, Will Smith was not available. Like, how, right. he, they couldn't take him out because if you tie the game, you don't have a catcher. Right, you got You got to go righty on righty with a bad hitting Austin Barnes, don't you? I, I agree. Uh, the thing, and yeah, I, I think it was just a horrible tactical mistake. Uh, maybe they didn't know Smith wasn't even in the dugout. I don't know, but as it turns out, because remember it said illness, they at first. I, I thought I had read unavailable, but yeah, you're, you're probably right. They may not know. Cause I, I know that uh, someone asked Fulmer afterwards. He's like, I'm not sure if we knew Will Smith was out or something like that. Right. So maybe they, maybe they didn't yeah. fully know, but um, I actually think, Phil, think Fulmer's looked really good. 38% strikeout rate, 3.8% walk rate. Just got a couple, a little bit unlucky there. You look at his FIP and XFIP, they're under three. Like I think he'll be fine. Um, Kogo mentioned the chat, AJ Puck and Aroldis Chapman. I think that, uh, in, you know, most deep leagues, those guys are long gone. I drafted AJ Puck, but yeah, in a shallow league, um, I'd love to have Puck. I think Chapman is someone that should be added right away. Um, you are a Scott Barlow owner in the main event, I believe. Uh, How concerned are you there? Cause I think you should be pretty concerned. God, it's misery, sorry. Dude. I didn't, I didn't mean that to be mean, but I think you should be pretty concerned. Oh yeah. I have Chapman in one of the two leagues where I have Barlow. So okay. I'm, but one of them I don't, and I had copious opportunities to do so, and yeah, uh, I feel it's, I don't, I do not like the cone of shame, Scott. But it's always hard in draft to grab that guy. You need so much; it's hard to try and find that timing, the perfect handcuff time. But um, right, and the Chapman, thing Chapman's looked legit good, which is the the key. I think it's more to me; it's more how good Chapman's looked rather than Barlow's getting touched up a little. I'm not yeah. that worried about that, but Chapman's looked awesome. Well, that and because the save chances are so infrequent for the Royals, yeah. keep on getting Barlow in these na- non-save opportunities, and he, he looks bad. Yep. But that matters, even though it doesn't yes. matter to like you know our, our guess us getting saves. It, it first of all he he gets la- he labors harder. He's not available the next day, you know yep. things like that. It, it's misery. You know today it was a tie game and he gave it up, and that's ba- that's just as bad as a save blowing a save. You know that it's it's awful. Yep. And then of course what happened in Texas. The, uh, you know, giving up the three run Jack uh, to blow a save and get the loss. That's just awful. And that's going to stick. And, uh, you know, I- I'm worried about that one for sure. Yeah. Chapman's given up two hits and two walks and six innings with 12 strikeouts. I mean, he's just been, he, his velocity looks good. He mm-hmm. just weirdly, I don't know if we ever thought we he'd look that good. He's, he's a, his fastball is averaging 100.1 this year. Like last yeah. year was at 97.7. I mean, I'd say, you take Chapman at 97 versus 100 is a completely different pitcher. He's so much different when he's throwing that hard. And he's just, he's, he's at the point again where he's unhittable. I don't know how, if it'll stick, it'll last, but um, he looks back to good Aroldis Chapman at the moment. Yeah. Uh, he does. And I, I don't hate Barlow. Yeah. It's kind no, of I like Barlow too. I just hating on chat uh, on Barlow. Yeah. I don't, I think he's a good pitcher, but I do too. 
Relief pitchers burn out quickly. Um, and I it just, happens it, all the time. For me, it's way more than Aroldis Chapman looks like old school Aroldis Chapman so far. And I think that Kansas City has to be enamored by that. A, because he looks great. And B, because if he gets 12 saves by the, all, by the All-Star break or whatever, you can trade him and actually get something for him, which has to be really important to them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, the last one, I, I think you put it in the outline, and I saw him available in every league, is Jose Cajada. Uh, he has two saves, uh, more than Estevas, I think. Estevas, like twice now, has pitched like back-to-back days protecting a four-run lead and then was unavailable for the third day when they had the save opportunity. That's pretty much what happened. Frustrating. And there was one of those saves, I think he threw against the 2-3-4 of the, of the other team, and he's the 7-3 thing, so it was a kind of a high-leverage thing. Yeah. Um, Quijada, uh, I had him in there. It's just like a if you're desperate for saves, you need to throw somebody in this week and you don't want to bench a starter. I think he's maybe, you know, he's pitching well. Uh, he's he through, obviously don't throw five innings. Hasn't got up a run yet. Um, but this is someone that had a lot of walk issues in the past, uh, mm-hmm. last couple of years. So that scares me there. Not someone I would, uh, I would invest in long-term. If you need some for a week or two, I think maybe you can steal a save or two out of them. Yeah, I think that's right. Let's talk about some hitters, but first a note from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Uh, Baseball's back. Swing into the MLB season with Vivid Seats and score tickets to all the hottest matchups and biggest games of the year. Every crack of the bat, every deep fly ball to center field, and every heart-pounding double play your favorite team live and in person. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, now you earn rewards with every single purchase. Each ticket you buy gets you closer to the reward. Just buy 10 tickets, simply cash in your credit towards 11 tickets purchased just that easy. A pro reward tip, buy tickets for your whole group, split the bill, and make progress towards your free 11th ticket even faster. From behind the plate or if you prefer sitting in the upper deck, Vivid Seats has great tickets for all 2023 games that matter to you. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today at Vivid Seats. Experience it live. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jeff, we had a couple of uh, middle infielders that were uh, interesting uh, pickups this week in Fab. Uh, Edward Julian, uh, we'll talk about first, Minnesota. Um, very interesting prospect in terms of fantasy, just because he's a speed power combo guy in the minors. Um, you look at 2022 with Minnesota, 17 home runs, 19 stolen bases, and only 113 games. Obviously, we love that as a, as, a, as as fantasy players. Has struggled so far. He hit leadoff and had that uh, had that home run uh, in the leadoff role, but has struggled since. My concern with Julian, I I, I actually got him in the league, but I lowered a bunch of my bids. Is they, they have a lot of guys coming back. Like he's just right. They have uh, Jorge Polanco's in his in his rehab uh, assignment right now. Uh, Alex Kirilov's in his rehab assignment. Byron Buxton's playing DH. That kind of locks in a spot there. And then when Polanco plays second, obviously Cray is at short. There's just not a lot of room for him to play unless they really open something up. So I'm concerned that uh, 
A, he sits a little bit, but B, more importantly, I think that they don't want him to sit. So I think he gets sent down to AAA here at some point. Yeah, he, I mean, he arrived ahead of schedule in the first place, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the thought. Big on base guy, uh, really d- d- draws tons of walks. Yeah. Uh, sometimes those guys don't work out well. You know, see also Tristan Cassis right now, who is really I thought, struggling. I thought you were going to go full joke and see C1 Soto. Uh, yeah, I, I could have done that, but uh, you know, it's we been could. Rough. It has been rough. I don't have yeah. a whole lot of soda except for I have them in one league, uh, and it's uh, yeah, we'll get to that. But he's yeah, not, uh, he has not hit since he got to San Diego. No, he hasn't. Yeah, he really hasn't. Still walking, but he's not hit. Yeah, I'm. I am definitely concerned at this point in time. I think you have to be. Uh, but so, so what do you? Yeah, what do you do with a guy like Julian here? We we like it for fancy purposes. You know, maybe he struggles as a rookie, but I just think playing time and all that's going to be a concern. How do you? You know, obviously there's a lot of upside here, and you, you got to do it now because if you don't bid on him now, he's going to be gone to somebody I else. Had, so I had bigger bids on Net- Zach Neto than I did okay. on Julian uh, when I needed a middle infielder, and the fact that Neto is shortstop all the better uh, because it, the shortstop apocalypse is upon us right now. Boy, uh, was it a rough shortstop week. Yeah, it is. Uh, it really was. Uh, so I, my bid on Neto and Toutworth was bigger. My bid in uh, NFBC uh, uh, on uh, Neto, and I got Neto in one main for one seventeen. I got him in scarf for 137 to 119 so uh one one two out of my four nfbc no two out of five uh the in, online championship efficient efficient bidding too that always that always feel good it doesn't really matter but it still feels good when there's a oh, close backup really good. Yeah, uh talk to me about neto then i know he's he's 22 he's been he was he was doing really well in in double a uh so far this year but obviously skip triple a this is someone you look at prospect licks like was set to arrive in a couple years um david fletcher has been bad um even though they signed which him is a long- shock shocked yeah. i tell you it's amazing they signed him that extension, but he's in the minors now, which is making a lot of money in the minors. But uh, talk to me about Neto. What uh, what brought you on to uh, to bidding for him? They're betting him leadoff. They're committed to him. Uh, I need shortstops in a lot of places. Like I, in one league, I in, in Scarf, I replaced uh, Wilmer Flores with him. In um, the main event where I got him, uh, it, it was something similarly. Uh, you know, where it's like, okay, it's a clear like playing time improvement clear uh issue nick gordon's is who i cut oh my god nick gordon is hurtful man four for I 40 tried, so far this year i try i tried to and 440 with no home runs and no steals yeah uh and labor where i lost cruz and seager i went the trade route because we're allowed to trade in that league. Uh, cruz and seager Goodness. yeah three days of hell there oh, I, that is brutal. and verlander in that league and jeffrey springs in that league i'm having a good old time daniel bard on opening day was fun too uh we drafted that league in february you're you're gonna run away and win labor that's great (laughs) yeah uh so i i made a trade i traded lucas giolito for jorge mateo to address shorts all right think about that uh i kind of like that mateo i had mateo on our list to talk about i think later but he's fascinating right now because he actually looks like last year he just couldn't hit like i know that all the steals were there um but last year couldn't he looks like a different hitter this year he's hitting down the order but Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at like hard hard hit rates at forty one percent, which is I never thought we'd get to with with Ori Mateo. I mean, now he had that as a rookie, but last year he was thirty two percent. He's striking out nine percent less than last year. He's walking three percent more. Granted, we're looking at fourteen games, or whatever, but he is a completely different hitter so far, which is the most interesting thing to me. I mean, his OBP's four thirteen. It was two sixty seven last year. That is an unusable level player long term in a major league roster. Two sixty seven OBP, but at four thirteen, or even you go down to. 350 with his speed really usable he's got three home runs eight stolen bases i don't know it looks great so far i don't know how sustainable it is obviously some of the stuff's going to come down but he looks like he's someone that has changed uh, who he is so far at least yeah and i i i'm no under uh, under no misconception that this is fully his level or anything uh, right. that this is Jorge mateo's level 
but it's a different level bases though too different level than last year which is good yeah uh someone made the comment again the, the the lack of attribution that I do for a Twitter comment is is shameful, but here we are. Someone can compared him to uh, I think it might have been Vlad actually compared. Uh, Mateo is the new uh, Jonathan VR when it comes to the Orioles. You know, someone sounds like a comp. That sounds like a Vlad tweet. Yeah. Uh, so if it's Vlad, congrats, I got it right. If not, I, I apologize. But regardless, <laughs> they're letting him run. Yep. He's not a real life great player. And there's Jordan Westberg is coming up at some point in time. He's going to have to fight it off, but, but really good defensively, which helps. Yep. And looking for, and I was looking for a port in the storm. I mean, I've got Chris Taylor active right now, and he just struck out from the moment I said that. He so, probably, probably homeward somewhere in between there, at least. He's either homer or, home or strikeout. It's crazy. Yeah, he is. He's very polar um, as far as that goes. But um, I, I, I point is, though, I needed to replace two guys. And yeah. I thought, uh, I, I saw the, fr- the free agent shortstops are out there. Uh, you know, I could go for Neto again, uh, which I still put in a bid on him, but it was a little more tempered in that league uh, because I can make the trade. And I'm, I'm not really sold on Giolito either. I know he had a better start last time out, but I, I you know, it's, it's fine. I, you know, and Joe Sheehan, who I made the trade with, he wanted Giolito when we, when we were drafting, I still wanted him. I was happy with him. Yeah. Uh, he tried to counter for Jesus Cesardo. That was a hard no. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I would have answered the question differently if that was the trade. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah. Uh. I and the whole White Sox—they're just a malaise right now. Uh, it's it's really. I thought, hey, the cloud has lifted. Tony's gone. No, the cloud's still there. They're still a bad team. Still a frustrating team. They are frustrating. They're just they're six. No, they're six and ten. I thought they were a little more middling than that, but six and ten is pretty bad. Um. Yeah. They're a they're a weird squad overall. Um. Did you have uh speaking of middle infielders, was Vaughn Grissom available in your leagues? Obviously, he got called yes. up with the uh, Orlando Arcia uh, micro fracture on the hit by pitch. Um. I imagine if Grissom was available anywhere, he's not available in any of my leagues, but he was probably he was probably a huge bid when he was available. So he was available in Yahoo Friends and Family because the second Arcia got hit by a pitch is when I pipped, I jumped in and grabbed Grissom. Ah, uh, nice. I didn't because uh, I. You, I, you, I you did. I usually like tweet about it, text some friends about it. And then I'm like, oh crap, I should go to the league. And then I see well, someone's picture. It was frustrating because Yahoo's site was really super slow. It took me 10 minutes to get it done. <laughs> I think they were doing some work on the site. I was like, come on, someone's going to get them for me. It's my internet. No, because other sites were working just fine. So, uh, but I got him. He was available. Vaughn Grissom was also available in one of my three main events. Oh my gosh. That, that must've been like, I think there was 98% owned or something like that. How much did he go for? 6% rostered. There was two leagues where he was not. Uh, rostered, can I, can I get, can I guess the price? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go like three twenty-five. Lower. Actually. Really? How much two, was it? Two seventy-nine. All right. Well, that's, that's about in the same ballpark. Well, least. the runner up of two thirty-six. Yeah. I bid one eighty-three. Uh, there is just the scintilla of a concern that RC. That's, that's a pretty big April bid for you though. It is. Yeah. Like three to, you know, it, what if Arcia comes back in three to four weeks? What do the yeah. Braves do? Because Arcia was actually playing very well before he got hurt. Um, yeah. And I, I think they still are not totally convinced Grissom could play shortstop full time for them long term this year, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a speed power combo guy that was good upon call up last year had five steals and five home runs. He had 14 home runs and 27 steals in the minors last year. And um, he did not look, uh, did not look lost when he got called up, struck out a little bit more than yours do, but he's, uh, he's got a really nice profile. If he can find a position to stick. Yeah. And I think he had a big Vaughn Grissom had a big hit today in the win over the Royals. So uh, he's batting Grissom is batting seventh. It helps that they have other injuries on that team. No Michael Harris, for instance. Uh, 
he uh, he did have an error. Grissom had an error uh, in, in fri- on Friday. So was that the, was that the double? He, he caught it and kind of double pumped and then threw it, or is that yeah, an addition to that? Okay, I saw uh, that play and I didn't know if that was <laughs> error or they were going to give him a, a BS infield hit on that. But then there is another play where he could have had an error. Uh, almost got charged with a second error trying to turn a double play. Uh, so, but then he had good range to catch a pop flies later on. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be some growing pains with the defense at shortstop there. Uh, so Grissom's going to have to hit, uh, but. He can hit, like you mentioned. There, there's that possibility. So I think it was worth going pretty big on him if you if Grissom was available, and he was available in a lot of twelves. Yeah, uh, not mine, but most uh, most main events he was drafted and just he's been held. Um, so that's uh, that's why he was not available much there. How uh, about couple... uh, one more for you here? Yeah, go for it. Uh, was Brett Beatty available in any of your leagues? He was. Uh, he was not. I would have been uh, pretty large on that one. I think I. Uh, I think he's up to stay. I think Eduardo Escobar grounding into a double play in the in the top of the tenth against the A's today was kind of the kind of the final swan song. And Beatty's been mashing in Triple A. Yeah. Every time I look up, he hits a grand slam. It feels like it's just it's just it's been mash fest. And um, you know he didn't uh, he looked lost last year a little bit, but it's such a small sample size last year. I don't really hold that against. Didn't strike out a lot, which I like. But I mean, he's uh, I think he's just a really solid hitter that you can play almost every week in any kind of. Even a 12 team running, you play him every week for, for a while in a really good lineup. I'd agree. I'd agree. Uh, I'm excited. I, we held on to him in the main. I was I, actually, you, I, I know we had talked about it. I'm really glad you held on him. That would have been a, that would have been a brutal one to cut. Yeah. Yeah, Shoe yeah, t- you and Shu talked me into it. Yeah. Shu was like, no, we're going to keep him. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, a, couple, a couple of quick checks in the chat. Someone asked you start Max Fried tomorrow. Absolutely start Max Fried tomorrow without a doubt. Um, someone's asking about no one's buying the Shea Langelier stock. I definitely am. That's the only hitter on the A's I really find interesting. Uh, he got catcher eligibility this week. So um, he was drafted in every all my leagues, a utility, and just held on to, to his catcher. But uh, I think Langelier is very playable as a catcher in, a, in any kind of two-catcher league. Exactly. Uh, I, I You know, and – there, the league where I have him, he, it's only 15 games to qualify. So I already he already qualified. So that was useful. Nice. Um, 15 last year, or 10, you know, right. five this year, and I right. think Tout Wars is like that also. A um, couple of names. Speaking of the A's, did you uh, are you buying an NT any any Brent Rooker stock after the the large four home run week this week? Uh, does he get to go against Cole Irvin again? Uh, Cole Irvin's in AAA now, Jeff. So that'd be a, that'd be a no. Well, not necessarily. Uh, <laughs> not necessarily. They could they could meet down the line here a little bit. Uh yeah. I I don't. I I you know there is a track record with Rooker. Uh, he was a stud in college, by the way. At, at I think Mississippi State. Um, if, and if you want to buy into hard hit rates, uh, his has always been high in the majors. He strikes out a ton. Has struck out a ton in the majors, over thirty percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, has not struck out yet this year, but uh, obviously he's not struck out a lot yet this year. Obviously he's struck out, but um, yeah. he hits the ball really hard when he hits it, and that's uh, and the playing time is absolutely available here. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I I didn't see him in some leagues. Like Tal Wars, he had already been rostered. My ale only. I, I think in one of my mains he wasn't available. Maybe, I, you know, I, I wasn't a priority. Let's put it that way. But um, is Brent is Brent Brooker's brother in your main event or something? That's wild that someone has him already. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just making stuff up. But uh, oh, you could. 
Um, on the same kind of level, um, a guy that also hits the ball hard. We've kind of been waiting for for a couple of years. Uh, Frankie Cordero had a good week in New York. I mean, talk about a good fit for his swing. Um, you know, hits the ball hard. He's always had a, a pretty good barrel rate, over 11% career barrel rate. Uh, obviously, with him, the strikeouts are massive, 35% career strikeout mm-hmm. rate. He just strikes out a ton. But he's going to hit against all righties and play a lot of games in Yankee Stadium. You could see this uh, working out uh, you know, kind of okay for fancy purposes in the deeper league, too. Agreed. And it's a perfect transition to our news and notes section too here, Scott, because Giancarlo Stanton has a grade two hammy strain. He's going to be out four to six weeks, most likely. Did you see how he did it? Yeah. Wasn't it like he hit a ball he thought was going to be a home run and it turns off and went off the fence. So he had to accelerate to turn it into a double. Did you hear the Michael K call on it? No, I did not. So bad. And he like, he hit the ball. Stanton's like kind of take like two steps and then started running and K goes, Oh, it's a long home run for Stanton. The Yankees, whatever it was, take the lead or whatever score again. It was like, and the ball hit the wall. I was like, what do you, I don't know what you're looking at. It was never, it never close to, it made it seem like it was 40 rows deep and it was, yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it was very strange. Well, that I get if you get Michael fooled, K's like, brand as it hits to the over, wall, get overly yeah. excited over every home or, over every fly ball, John Sterling for sure. But like, I mean, it's like, I get it when it's, it hits the top of the wall, you can't really tell, but like he made it seem like it was literally 50 rows deep. It was classic. Yeah, just watch the outfielders. Did you uh, did you pick up any Nick Senzel in Cincinnati at all? He's uh he's back now. He's played the last three or four days. Did you uh, did you jump in any here on the uh, on the former uh, former high level prospect? I did not, um, and in fact, I talked Shu into lowering the bid. Uh, so that means he's going to go off. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I just I don't trust the that when. Everything, everybody's back. He'll have full playing time. I don't trust he'll stay healthy. I don't trust that'll be good. Uh, that, I, 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 I hope last, I'm wrong on all of those. I think the last part of your sentence is the most important because he wasn't good last year when he played. He had 420 no. plate appearances, five homers, eight steals, hit 230. So, like, I uh, just, he maybe if you need a few steals, like he could be a, maybe a 10 and 10 guy, but with a low average. I just, it's hard to see it. From what we saw last year, he just didn't hit the ball hard at all. Great, plays in a great park, obviously, but, uh, I don't know. I wasn't. Uh, I I can see it in a, in a deeper league. It's like your fifth outfielder, maybe, but uh, I wasn't overly fired up about it. Yeah, same. Uh, anybody else you're looking to pick up? Uh, Jake Berger's playing a lot with Yohan Moncada on the IL. Uh, Nick Maton in uh, Detroit had three home runs this week. Uh, JD Davis is hitting well in San Francisco, but again, they platoon everybody. It's I found that uh, I right. like a lot of their hitters, but they're really hard to play. They are, and they, their park's not good. And yeah, I, found, I, I just. I have a hard time with it. Go ahead. I, I really like Lamont Wade, and he's a really valuable real world player. His, his OBP is four seventy nine so far this year, but man, he sits against every single lefty. Like I get it, Flores and and JD Davis, uh, they hit well against against lefties. I do get it, but I mean, Wade's got a forty six percent hard hit rate, a twelve and a half percent barrel rate. Like everything is there. It's just, I mean, and I'm sure some of that's helped because he doesn't face lefties, but it's really mm-hmm. hard to play to play in our contests. Agreed, it is, and. You know, you're going for half weeks. You're trying to find that schedule. Yep. The Red Sox face, they faced so many lefties last week. They faced six righties this week. However, uh, and I know I'm kind of transitioned, but it's just to illustrate uh, the, the identity of those pitchers. Otani, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Tyler Malley, Freddie Peralta, and Corbin Burns. Not an easy start among them. It's kind of murderer's row of right-handers right there. Yeah, it's all in Fenway. Uh, no, that's not true. The three in Milwaukee are in Milwaukee, but... Uh, it's still it's with it, the Minnesota Twins, and I know I'm spoiling you here because uh, you po- posted this, but yep. uh, they have the best pitching in baseball right now. They have the bet. They passed uh, the Rays today or yesterday, I think it was. But the Twins, the team, 
262 and a whip of 0.95. That's an insane team whip right there. Especially in this year's era. Yeah. Like that 0.95 is like for the elite of the elite pitchers. And that's them as a team. Like that is, that's really, they've been really impressive so far pitching the ball. So it's, it uh, they can get their offense going and get some guys back. They could be a really, uh, they could be a fun team this summer. Yep. We've got a little bit long here. I just want to fire through a few news and notes. So uh, you mentioned the Giancarlo Stanton injury. Uh, Brendan Woodruff uh, diagnosed with a subscapular strain in his right shoulder. No surgery, but no set timetable. This does not sound anywhere remotely near good, Jeff. I just threw my pen when you mentioned his name. I, I you, I'm going to turn you, around and you, spit on the ground and drop every, every time his name is mentioned. But Are you uh, a main event, Brandon Woodruff? Yes. Uh, the the uh, online uh, one, it was – the team that I thought was off to the best start. And now, I mean, you just can't replace that. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, it went from, Oh, he didn't recover great from his last start. We're just going to rest him and it'll yeah. be the minimum. No, we're talking months. The quote that the, the, here, the quote from Woodruff himself is the worst part about this. Oh, tell said, me. I, I don't think I saw that. He said that if it's around the all-star break, he'd probably shut him down for the rest of the year. Holy hell. That's a terrible quote. Yeah. It, it's really awful. So you read um, that like, yeah, it's only because it's April and I could be back in August. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm July. not dropping them yet, but uh, this is ugh. That That's... means I have a dead spot on my roster too, which it's just, it means so, I have to make that hard decision on cutting somebody else every single week that he's on. What, uh, what would it, do you need like one, would one setback have you drop him? Perhaps. Yeah. And it's, that's, uh, it's so hard in April because it's like you're going to look at it in July and have to drop him and you're really frustrated, but you can't you can't drop him right now, obviously. Um, but it's interesting if there's one like you hear. So did you do you think Jeffrey Springs is droppable in a 15 teamer today, though? No, not yet. He's not even on the IL yet, Scott. <laughs> oh well, then he seems like maybe, Rays. I mean, they're maybe, so they're so maybe smart, maybe but, he'll uh, just pitch. Maybe he'll just pitch tomorrow. Maybe he's fine. It's fine. It's no problem. He's gonna. No, but it's Beeks, really he's gonna open and Springs come out of the bullpen and be awesome. AL Tout Wars. I have to decide by eight ten what to do, who to drop to make room for like one of my pickups. Oh, uh, and you, you have Miles Springs is there, on right? the IL. Yeah, you can't put him on the IL yet because the Rays haven't done it yet. Thanks, Rays. Really, so that actually that actually matters for you in a league like that, where it's, it's actually a spot. That's that's brutal. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, let I, me ask you this: I think I would have dropped Springs in a, in the main event this, this today. Yeah. Would you drop O'Neill Cruz? Well, he's at he's ten to twelve weeks. Yeah, four months is what the pirate said. He's at eighty-one percent rostered in the main, so I would, he has been I, dropped. I would drop him. Yeah, I, I, I think you probably. If you don't have IL spots, I think you have to drop him. You're talking. If you hear three to four months, I just think I, I drop him, and then I, if he gives someone six weeks of of good production, I, I can kind of live with that. And I, but the mm-hmm. problem is, I think it's going to be six weeks is like to be the max of good production. I can't hold him that long. I agree. Will Smith, we mentioned earlier, he went in the seven-day concussion IL. Obviously, seven days doesn't sound bad, Jeff, but we just never know with these concussions. Like some of them are right. seven days are totally fine. Some of them three weeks later, we don't know yet. It's just uh, that's concerning, especially as a catcher, because you, you get a, just a lot of contact and stuff and foul tips and all. I just hate to see that. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen guys that are out forever with that. Uh, you know, and it doesn't not even catch. I mean, I just still think of like Justin Morneau. Yeah, you know, it's it always just, the one I think about too. Yeah. Uh, just it's terrible. So yeah, uh, you know, there's now with I know with ill the illness one, you could be like activated from it at any point in time. Is that still true? With con- is that true with concussion I, or is it minimum? I thought it was. I thought it was has got to be seven days once you go on the concussion IL. 
I think you're right. Yeah. I think I, I conflated the two. I think there's concussion protocol, which um, Ramon Urias was in as of yesterday, but not on the concussion IL. I think, so you're right. I think, it's, I think it's different there. Yeah. Um, I, one that was not really good news for either of us. I was hoping Michael Harris was going to be ready on Monday. Uh, there was a report a couple days ago that he was going to be the minimum, and all of a sudden now he's not cleared for live BP as of yesterday. So he's not going to be ready on Monday. I'm kind of hoping I need to get him back pretty quick, but uh, obviously it's early in the season. The Braves have no reason to rush him, but hopefully he's good pretty good here yeah uh i I, yeah i I hope so too but it's weird how we went from day to day no big deal to on the il to not clear to return yet for batting practice like it's not great not great bob not great uh nfbc phenomenon chris bubich who uh more more talk about him on on baseball twitter than anybody this week uh he he was he had the a lot of people talking about him. The stuff's looking good. The strikers looking good. He got smoked by Atlanta, which you know everybody gets smoked by Atlanta. Uh, placing the IO with a left flexor strain. Um, I dropped him, Jeff. Did I make a mistake there? Did you? How much did you spend on him to pick him up? Like thirty-two bucks or something. No, and then you didn't make a mistake. Yeah, I just I for someone I thought was fringy, and I just I had to kind of keep modest bid in there. Um, I wasn't going to hold him through an IL stint. No, uh, I, I think it's especially really one that is stuff. especially one that's his arm. What do you think about his teammate Brad Keller? There were some there were some big bids I saw on uh, on Keller. I just I don't know. I've had him in the past. I'm not yet a believer. Are you? I took a flyer on him in a couple of places in case it's real. The, the strikeouts are like career high levels of strikeouts, which is pretty good. But I just he's walking a lot of guys too, so I wonder if that's gonna those are gonna kind of go together. I'm concerned about For sure. And the swing strike rate's still under ten percent, so it like hasn't really nothing's really jumped there either when I looked at him. So I was just kind of. I was kind of okay on him too. Uh, real quick uh, before we get out of here, Max Fried rejoined the rotation on Monday. I know there were some notes. I saw someone in the chat starting that he wasn't fully ramped up yet. I think I'm just with a with him with him having a two start week. I think I'm just I'm just throwing it. I'm not going to worry about. It. Maybe he throws limited in the first start, but I think maybe he gets to he gets to five in the second start. I'm throwing that for you know eight innings next weekend, no matter what. Yeah, it, they're not good starts, by the way. Padres and the and the Astros. Not uh, good starts. I'm throwing it though. It's Max. I'm sorry. I, I agree. Yeah. I am too. If I'm in a 10-team league and I got great options, maybe not. But anything 12 or above, I'm throwing Max Freed. Uh, Joe Musgrove had a rehab start uh, Sunday. I think out here in Rancho Cucamonga, maybe. Uh, he threw 69 pitches, threw really well through five. I think he only gave one hit and they gave three three runs in the six. But uh, most Which importantly, was an added inning, by the way. Yeah. He was he was he was going to go five, and he had thrown like fifty five pitches. Uh, so they had to, yeah, yeah. Let's like we got to stretch him out. So don't I even think, worry about that. Last I think game. yeah, I think pitch count is way more important than who cares what happens. All through seventy pitches, so getting uh, getting closer. Um, real quick here, uh, Ahmed Rosario day to day with a back issue. Just check, make sure you check up on lineups there. Uh, Josh Donaldson's going to be back on uh, Wednesday. Our our friend is going to come back here. Uh, did you pick up any Josh Donaldson this weekend? No, I did not. I did not either. That was a very uh, that was a very simple no. Uh, Jesse Winker had a frustrating week. He had bronchitis and missed five games, played one game, then scratched the oblique tightness, which he said was due to his bronchitis rather than playing baseball. But man, that one was he that coughing one, violently. Apparently so. Um, I can but relate, that, but that's yeah. Not, yeah, that's not great either though. Cause if you, you still hurt yourself doing non-baseball activities. So that was a, that was a strange one. The funniest thing I saw was, um, I think there's some cursing in it, but it essentially a, uh, Jesse Winker's uh, hurt now because he doesn't want to play in Seattle this weekend or this week. Oh, because yeah, they're they're in they're in uh, in uh, in Mama. Safeco in T Mobile whatever it is uh, this weekend. So I think there was uh, there was some cursing in the tweet, so I can't repeat it. But they uh, <laughs> they do uh, they do face the Brewers this weekend, Seattle the Brewers. So maybe he'll, Monday uh, through Wednesday coming yeah, up. Maybe next. He'll, yeah. maybe he'll conveniently um, have some uh, have a little bit of a bleak tightness for three days because uh, he'll get booed there. They don't boo a lot of people in Seattle, but I think he'll get booed there. 
Yeah. By the way, speaking of Seattle, did you uh, take that flyer to get the first game of a road trip for the Rockies? Marco Gonzalez start only to see him get scratched because it's because of paternity leave. <laughs> I did not, but that's a pretty wild little uh, little situation there. Yeah, he pitches on Wednesday still against the Brewers in Seattle, so you still get a home start at least. But I'm not pretty, what you were hoping. I'm for. pretty much a never Marco Gonzalez person. Are you? Yeah, I could, I can, I can get behind that. I know he had that, uh, he had that year in there where I, where I paid for it, the the twenty twenty year, the short season. That's right. Right. Um, but I feel like I've never paid for it since, so I'm good with that. Yep. Uh, Max Scherzer had to start push from Sunday to Wednesday. Some right back and side soreness. Always concerning when you hear anything with the side. Um, I assume you're throwing him this week. Uh, it is against the Dodgers, but uh, you got to throw him, right? Yeah. Absent like some bad news tomorrow. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to. Um, and they're, they're going to, they're continuing their road trip. There's, this is at, yeah, they've got, they're out on the West coast all this week too. So, uh, do yeah. You, uh, do you think Fernando Tatis would hit 700 if he played in triple a full time? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. 420 comes back. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, I do a radio hit in El Paso every, uh, every week and I'm very happy for them because yeah, they never got Tatis. That's got to be a, that's got to be a fun couple weeks right there. Yeah, he's because he skipped AAA. Remember, we made the team out of spring training. Uh, I assume El Paso is a pretty darn good hitting environment. Yeah, it is. The whole PCL is amazing. He hit a couple of line drives and I get the three home run game. The the last one was kind of a just felt like a juice ball and 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 uh, and hitting environment. But the first two he hit was juice just player, absolute too. friggin' lasers. Yeah. Yeah, juice player aside too. So, yeah. Uh, anybody else you want to talk about? I kind of feel like we've hit everybody I had to talk about here. Um, we talked about Manoa already. We talked about Juan Soto a little bit. Jorge Mateo. We talked about the Royals closer. We talked about Luis Castillo. We kind of hit everybody I was going to talk about in the midst here. Last guy I want to ask you about before we go. Um, any concerns about someone I liked preseason? Any concerns about Gunnar Henderson in Baltimore? It's been a uh, it's been a rocky start. Yeah, I'm concerned that I I bought into the hype on him. Um, and not hype. He's a legit prospect, but I, I paid the full price for him. And that was costly because that's like a starter right there, a starting pitcher that you're yeah, passing was up a, on. That was a sixth-round pick. It was a, it was an important spot. We're, we're missing – yeah, we're missing out on a lot there. Uh, they're saying all the right things about him, like, oh, he's just pressing, you know, that. We, we believe in the talent, blah, blah, blah. Is that on the lineup yesterday on Saturday? Uh, Every time he sits, I'm like, are they – maybe they're not as invested as I hope they are. It scares me a little bit. 39% strikeout rate so far. Yeah, he's walking a ton. He's walking a ton. striking out a ton. Uh, yeah, one home run, one steal, and two RBIs is impossibly low so far. Um, does have well, nine When you're slugging scored. 268, that'll do that. <laughs> Hard to drive in runs. You hope for some sack flies, you know, until Cedric Mullins is on base or, or a Santander. But uh, it's just uh, – I'm a little bit worried. I'm not fully worried yet, but I would be lying to you if I said I feel as good as I did about it two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, similarly, uh, I'm, I'm worried about Tristan Cassis. Uh, you know what's funny with him is I feel like I've seen a lot of highlights of him hitting well, and then I looked at the stats, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's hitting like 140. Yeah, now the Red Sox faced all the left-handers this week, so that might be part of it. Um, <laughs> so, he, yeah, but, you know, and, and so he had – and they played him through that. He, he yeah. faced a lot of lefties, and they kept they kept with him. Sat out today, I think. Uh, but still, 16 Ks, four walks. Hitting 133 so far this season. And yeah, granted, you can pay the same price, but still. Hard contacts, really low, not walking as much as we've anticipated. I mean, his OBP, which was his selling point, is 200 so far. It's, uh, I assume they'll be patient with him, but at some point, uh, you know, they're in this the mix. This is a big right week. Now. Yeah, they're this is a big week. Yeah. We talked about the, the Red Sox the facing righties. all those righties, but yeah. they're not, it's like Shohei. 
Corbin Burns. Yep. Okay, he might not get well. Um, I have to decide in one league whether I want to start him this week. Uh, I, I probably will, but probably got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Some of the chat mentioned being concerned about Jose Abreu. I think both of us are a little bit. We talked about him earlier too. Yeah. So oh, and Blake, Blake Snell's another one that's in Snell hell. Yes. You're living the full Blake Snell experience right now. It's there's always some sort of experience. You just never fully know what you're going to get. Um, the scary thing with Snell is that the walks, which he, quote unquote fixed in the second half last year, which was like his big selling point was he fixed the walks are back in a huge way. It's a 15% walk rate so far and through his three starts. It's only three starts, but that was the, the cutting the walks was the, the way for him to be good. And the walks are fully there at the moment. Yeah. I just can't get past the whole feeling that he's a bit of a knucklehead. And I know that's unfair to say that about him, but uh, is it unfair? Um, yeah. Cause uh, yeah, but like the whole, like you couldn't get the pitch com thing to work. And instead of taking the ball, he said, I wanted to throw a slider pitch com wasn't working. So I threw the fastball anyhow. And then it got hit for two run home. That's like Mets. a Bull Durham skit right there. Yeah. It's just like that, that. It was a really awful decision tree there. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. I'm not too surprised by that. Ooh, Denver's killing Minnesota. Um, anybody else you want to talk about anything else we're talking about? We kind of went long here, but you know, we didn't talk last week. So I figured you wanted to chat with me a little bit. I did. I missed yeah. you. Missed you too. Uh, well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, obviously, thanks Jeff for jumping on with me here. Want to thanks Ry- want to thank Rival Fantasy for the sponsorship of the podcast. You want to follow Jeff on Twitter? He is at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jen. Said we'll be talking a lot of baseball there this week. Um, looking forward to another uh, another big week of games. A lot of games going on this week. All the seven gamers. So we'll be talking a lot of baseball there. Other than that, hope you guys a really good week. We'll be back at you next Sunday night. Uh, take care. Hope you guys a really good week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.